podcast with Tola Dole Fisher. Hello and welcome. This is Woman Alive with me, Tola Dole Fisher. This is the podcast for Christian women where I'm chatting with real women about real life and real faith. If you're seeing an increase of sales, it communicates that brands are struggling. I know for me, it can feel like this random sales day that's sort of been plunked down without any real context. You don't have to have as many things as retailers would want you to believe that you need and must have. The Woman Alive podcast is produced in partnership with Open Doors. Welcome back to the Women Alive podcast. I'm your host, I'm Tola Fisher, and the premise for this podcast is that I sit down with three guests to talk about one of our recently published articles. And today's conversation is going to be on one of the most important days for retailers and also for shoppers like myself, and that is Black Friday. What is Black Friday? Should Christians participate? And as we used to say back in the noughties, what would Jesus do? Um, I'm going to introduce all my guests today. Uh, first of all, uh, Alex, who's the author of this article, Alex Noel. Is that actually Hello. Noel? Have I pronounced that correctly? It, you know, it could be said in any number of ways. I, I think it, it goes between Noel and Noel, depending on who you are, and I never stipulate. <laughs> I think I went for Noel because it's almost Christmas, and I was like feeling yeah. the best of spirit. Okay, so I... Think I- yeah, I often have to spell it for people and I'll say N-O-E-L, like Christmas, Noel. Like Christmas! <laughs> yeah. Alex Noel, like Christmas, is the author of the article that uh, we're talking about today. And Alex is a writer and digital marketer. We also have Shakira Bullen, who is a copywriter and content creator. Also calling herself the Queen of eBay, a title which I definitely would challenge you for, but we'll get into that. Um, and last but not least, Annika Wallington. Annika is a creative director and the founder of Recognised. Um, which is a leading social impact company producing jewellery, supporting powerful causes. And I've looked at the jewellery and it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put a link in the bio so you can have a look at that later. But back to the conversation today, we're going to start with a bit of an icebreaker. Um, and I want to know from all three of you, what is the best Black Friday item that you've purchased? And I'm going to start with Annika what is the best Black Friday item you purchased ever oh well I can't think of ever (laughs) on the spot (laughs) I'm actually not I don't do like massive Black Friday um not for probably the reasons that you might think I would say which I'm sure we'll get into I just tend to be so busy around Black Friday that I don't (laughs) do loads of it but last year I bought a NARS um, lip uh, cream blusher for my face and I got like a lipstick with it in a really cute set so I was quite happy with that. Nice and is it something that you wanted and were waiting for Black Friday sales to get? Yes it was actually yeah I think I waited. Very impressive like savvy shopper okay Uh, (laughs) Shakira what about you what's the best uh, Black Friday item you purchased? Um, I think I'm going to have to go with my fridge and freezer. Oh, <laughs> you're such an adult. I love that response. That is pure adulting. I'm like, 
I was talking about having a bigger fridge and freezer for ages because I want to be able to meal prep and all of these things. And so I was like, okay, Black Friday is going to be the time to buy it because they're so expensive. So, yeah, it was definitely practical, but I feel like it was worth the wait. That's amazing. Was it like one of these American fridge style freezers? Like a ch- are they called chest it, freezers? It's huge. Like, <laughs> it's absolutely. Before, I could only fit like some ice in my freezer. It was like teeny tiny, okay. like ice and like some random chilies if I cut them up and now I'm like I can I can really meal prep and I'm like okay this is good I love that you sound so excited about a fridge and a freezer (laughs) it's food food related (laughs) (laughs) all right Alex what's the best Black Friday item that you purchased uh you know I had to really rack my brains but I bought it wasn't an item it was broadband So um, a lot of those companies do some great Black Friday deals. So I got an absolute corker of a deal one year and um, was really pleased with it. So that seemed really worthwhile. I, you guys are such adults. I can't believe you'll be talking about fridges and broadband. Annika, I feel like your makeup. Yes, yeah. <laughs> maybe me and Annika are more on the same I was going to say like some boots, but... <laughs> Okay, um, Alex, just so we can get an idea of the article which is going up on Black Friday, um, can you just read a little bit of the article that you wrote for us? Of course. So in the USA, the event follows Thanksgiving, the national holiday, which traditionally sees friends and families getting together to eat turkey and pumpkin pie. The break also provides the perfect opportunity to entice customers with time off hungry for a deal. Black Friday has become one of the biggest sales events of the year and is now a global phenomenon. But the pressure to join in and the ensuing frenzy can result in financial losses for retailers, buyer's remorse for customers and ethical conundrums for businesses large and small. So how can we navigate Black Friday without losing our heads? And how can we build a more sustainable and ethical approach into our shopping habits in general? Proverbs 31 shows us a woman who considers her purchases carefully and is conscious of those around her, not drawn to being impulsive. She is wise and in full control of her choices. While big deals generate sales and please customers, they can impact whole supply chains. Excessive demand for cheaper products means cutting corners in the production process and squeezing costs with suppliers. This negatively affects employees' incomes, working conditions and labour practices, not to mention the environment. Thanks, Alex. Um, and that gives us a real kind of understanding of Black Friday and how it affects uh, retailers and, like you say, the whole supply chain, not just people who are kind of at the end of it. So why? what inspired you to research the story behind Black Friday? And, I mean, sustainability is one of the kind of buzzwords at the moment, but what inspired you to talk about this? Well, I mean, it's just it's so in our faces. I think if if you're in anything like me your inbox has been filling up with um deals um yeah. and your social feeds have been filling up with um just a, a dizzying array really of um promotions and discounts and um i mean i've just recently read that which the consumer group have found that only 98 percent of deals um on black friday are actually you can actually find them cheaper other times of the year so um, I think that's really interesting. Like, are we actually getting value for money? Um, and I think also it's something in the in America that is the cultural context 
is it's, it's the day after Thanksgiving, but we've adopted it without any kind of um, of that cultural context. And so um, it's a sort of, it can feel, I know for me, it can feel like this random sales day that's sort of been plonked down without any real context. Um, so I think understanding where it's come from, um, I find that really interesting, but it also has such an impact on profit margins and affects ethics and um, small businesses hugely as well. It really does. Um, you know, that, and there's that also that saying about, um, you know, when America sneezes, the UK catches a cold, just in terms of us copy, we just copy everything that they do. With, and like you say, maybe without much thought around it. I love what you said there, little thing for shoppers, um, mentioning that the witch report that actually some of the stuff that you see on sale can be found cheaper at other times of the year. Because I'm a, I'm a bit of, I have been a bit of an obsessive shopper. I check the prices of things I want for a long time. And I have noticed that the prices go up and down throughout the year, which is really annoying. Because then when it comes to, in inverted commas, sale time, I just think, is this really a sale price? Or have we just lowered it for like a week? Which is really, feels like I'm being scammed. Um, but Shakira, uh, Queen, Queen of eBay, what is your thought? Because because essentially this is just people getting things for a lot cheaper in theory, um, and people use the opportunity. Some people use that to buy their Christmas presents early or birthday presents. Um, what do, what do you think about this, and what are your thoughts? So I, I think that's such a useful statistics what you shared, Alex, about ninety eight percent of <laughs> the prices being cheap at different points of the year, and I do think. November end of November then Christmas we just go into it's really easy to go into just buying stuff for the sake of buying stuff um and so even for me like like I think everyone else the cookies know what you've been looking at they keep track of the things that you're observing and so it's really accurate when they do show you things I'm like oh my gosh they know my style they know everything but I think if you didn't plan on buying it before Black Friday, there's no need to buy it just because it's on sale. Like, I think it's more about, like, being content with, like, what we have, questioning, do I need this or is it just an impulse? I am definitely a reformed, addictive shopper. <laughs> who My friend could be 10 minutes late. And in that time, I'm like, oh, let me just pop into the shops and before I know it, I, it's like a two hundred pound coffee just because she was ten minutes <laughs> late. <laughs> and so now I just question so much more: Why am I buying this? What is the purpose? Will I still love this ten years from now, or is it just another impulse? And I think if we all question why we're buying things and not just go for the buzzy flashy pricing I think we wouldn't fall into so many of the traps of Black Friday and an indulgence really. So does that mean that you're not going to be participating in this Black Friday? Well the fridge and the freeze <laughs> was like I like that arrived literally yesterday. <laughs> oh that was this year we're talking that about was this year. That I was guess- the yeah. thing is as well, like Black Friday doesn't just happen on the day. Of course, there's a, there's a massive lead up to Black Friday in which Such there are lots of deals up. and offers. Yeah. And so that I'd planned on buying a fridge and freezer, I think since like August, September time, and just thought we'll monitor the sales. 
and then bought it as soon as the price dropped. I think it was like 35% off, which is massive when it comes to fridges and yeah. freezers. Uh, Shakira, I feel like you're really trying to sell us this freezer fridge idea for a Black Friday purchase. Like, I think most of us are good. I think most of us have got <laughs> our white goods sorted. But You're like, we're fine, we're fine. <laughs> we're all right. Annika, you're a business owner and you make sure your your products are uh, uh, ethically led and sustainable. Most people I know of in that space, not most, but some people I know of in that space, kind of would would not really participate in Black Friday, but uh, Recognised is uh, offering a Black Friday deal. I think it's 30 30 or 35% off this year. Up to 30% off. Up to 30% off, yeah. So what made you kind of, what, what made you do that? Yeah, gosh, it's a, it's a tricky topic. I was actually at a um, Sunday, no, Saturday church morning breakfast at the weekend and just found myself in a conversation about Black, Black Friday. And this woman, she said, are you doing Black Friday? I said, oh, yeah, we're doing Black Friday up to 30% off. Like, go get your jewellery, go get your gifts. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just, I just think that is just so awful. <laughs> this is, I just think it's awful. And, like, proceeded to tell me, not necessarily that my actions were awful, but obviously... I think it just made me realise that it actually, people have quite strong opinions against yeah. Black Friday. Um, and just coincidentally, obviously, you asked me to, to speak on this actually just yesterday. So I've actually been thinking about this this week in response to that. But I mean, for us, Black Friday is another sale period throughout a circular year where sales happen throughout the year. Um, and it is a tool to increase traffic to our website and increase sales um really crudely like that that's kind of the yeah um I think really I you know we we actually didn't used to participate in Black Friday when we first started the business so four or five years ago we didn't participate in it and guess what we we just saw no sales during that Mm. period you know we we didn't see anything and everyone went to other competitors or other retailers to buy what they were looking for. Um, and then the, when the first year we turned it on, which was two years ago, we ran an offer that didn't work. And then last year we just did kind of honestly just follow what everyone else was doing and did the yeah. 30% off. And it really worked. And we saw particularly in the environment that I think we are now playing with it in an economic down- downturn and cost of living crisis and all of that for some people black friday is when they do need to buy um their gifts and when they actually it's a real benefit for them to be able to buy um goods at reduced cost um but i think really for me where it comes down to because i can obviously i can see all the points either side and i and i do agree like it is a it is a day in our marketing calendar that can encourage the overconsumption of things that we don't need and massively contribute to waste I think I read something like 80% of Black Friday sales go to landfill which is obviously (laughs) really bad um I guess where I would probably sit sit on this on the side of the fence on is um I think it comes down to every every consumer's mindfulness about what they're consuming Mm. Um, are they mindfully over consuming something or not do as Alex was saying do you really need it? Do you not need it? Um, the majority of people that buy from Recognize are buying gifts. Um, about 85% of our purchases are bought as gifts. So I guess as a retailer, I also have um, 
yeah, I guess that to kind of sit with as well of thinking, okay, well, the majority of people are buying these as gifts. They get it at a reduced price. Good for them. And unfortunate for a small business, we just have to play the game. Yeah, I completely understand that. Um, Thanks, Annika, for kind of explaining that this, especially because of the cost of living crisis, we're all in the moment, we're all for the most part, having to curtail some of our spending. And it can seem like this sales day is a really good opportunity to get the things that we have been wanting throughout the year or that others want for the Christmas presents. I have definitely noticed over the last few years that I think when I was younger, I knew there'd be sales at specific times of the year. I knew there'd be Christmas. I knew there'd be like summer. But honestly, now it feels like there's a sale every other weekend. And the reason for that, I think, and we have as well, we've done so many more sales this year. In 2021, coming out of the pandemic, um, sorry, 2022, coming out of the pandemic in 2021, we had so many sales on, more than I felt comfortable with, more than, um, you know, because you've always got this tension between kind of your brand value. Yeah. <laughs> sales, and it's just the words don't go nicely together with kind of like luxury, ethical, sustainable, like brand and like a sale. Like no one, there's a reason like Louis Vuitton and like all the big fashion houses don't ever do sales because it just, mm. you know, reduces their their brand um value but but do you know what i think if you're seeing an increase of sales it communicates that brands are struggling they are trying to get more money in and it's a lever it's a t- we we often call it like a tap that you can turn on and off um and consumers are price sensitive now more than ever um you know in the last particularly the last kind of 10 15 years and so being able to switch that tap on, I think that is why we're seeing an increase in a lot of sales. So I know just personally for us, like we've needed to do it because people don't have, not as many people have the same amount of disposable income because of inflation, all of these things to spend the same amount as they were on our product a year ago. Um, and so just being able to help people a bit, um, it, yeah, whilst we make less money on it, we might be getting more sales on it. Gosh, I'm loving this like education on shopping that I'm getting from you, Annika. I feel like there just needs to be more education for consumers in general to understand the patterns and 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 to help us spend a bit more wisely. Okay, so Alex, in your article, you mentioned some tips about what we can look out for when shopping to support ethical brands. Um, and Annika's mentioned that when you see brands offering sales quite regularly, that might be a sign that they're actually struggling. So if we want to be intentional about supporting these smaller businesses, ethical brands, can you give us some tips for how we can find them and how we do that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a growing movement of um, companies called B Corporations, and they've gone through um, a range of um, ethical assessments across multiple areas to ensure that they're um, they're really sort of ticking those ethical boxes. Um, so that's a brilliant thing to look out for. And they have a little logo. Um, there's now 1500 in the UK. So it's absolutely a movement that's gathering pace. Um, I think also there's I mean, I was interested to read about some um, brands who've chosen differently, how to differently engage with Black Friday. Some some brands really go for it and they they really go for the sales. But it's also an opportunity to um, sort of build in 
build in that brand value and to recommunicate values. So um, the the um, brand Patagonia a few years ago in 2016 did a Don't Buy This Jacket campaign and they tried to actually actively um, encourage people not to shop on Black Friday, but to do something mean- meaningful instead. And there are some um, lots of other... Um, initiatives like that there's something that started called green friday so um that's um, lots of ideas about how to turn black friday green um and you know black friday is another opportunity to choose to support smaller businesses um, and artisans and craftspeople who don't have the deep pockets to offer the huge deals um but um one thing you can do is to look out for Colour Friday, which I came across, which is an initiative started by Holly Tucker, who founded Not on the High Street. She's a real champion of small businesses. So, um, you know, we can really honour those um, livelihoods and crafts by, you know, making choices to buy from those companies and businesses instead. Thanks, Alice. What is this Colour Friday, Colourful Friday that you've <laughs> mentioned? What's this? Yeah, it's it's Holly Tucker, MBE. She's um, she founded Not on the High Street, which is a platform that um, sort of showcases and sells um, from small businesses. She started uh, a campaign in uh, 2021 um, called Colour Friday, which was to champion and encourage people to shop from small businesses and to actually boycott and avoid Black Friday altogether. So that's running again this year. And um, it's another movement that's kind of directly sort of um, encouraging people not to engage in Black Friday. Wow. I wonder how many people would um, would be convinced enough to avoid Black Friday? Because I think the thing for me definitely is as a Christian and someone who just unfortunately I just love stuff. I just have to weigh up the the making sure that I'm not over consuming and being good steward of the earth with I'm just not a millionaire yet so I can't afford the things I want at full price so a sales really like that's that's what I look out for um and I think realistically you know it's it is very important to make sure we are uh shopping sustainably as much as we understand that word and can find companies that are that are doing that in their processes and production productions um I also think we have to realize that there are lots of people on low incomes especially those who've got children and the stuff they need to I mean not need to buy but you know buying Christmas presents for children and and just general upkeep they don't have the funds to to spend um without the sales or or spend on these in these smaller companies that perhaps have higher price points um, Shakira, I'd like to ask you, because you are a cyber shopper, not just on fridges and freezers, but in general, do you have any tips that just take into account the fact that not everybody has the spending power that we might like? Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, as someone who definitely used to shop a lot um, more than I would say I'm, I'm comfortable with now and was an addictive 100% an addictive shopper now I I would say I buy 95% of my clothing accessories on eBay and Vinted uh, is and, that, can I just ask on yeah. eBay is that is that you're buying stuff the second hand were you actually buying or some of it new both 
Okay. So sometimes it's something new where the lady will literally write, never got around to taking it back. It's too late. I've left it past 30 days. I can't return it. And I'm I've like, done that before. <laughs> have you done that? I have done that before. And I've just <laughs> usually just given it away. It's really annoying. <laughs> and I'm like, fantastic. And, and so then I'll buy, so I do buy new things on both eBay and Vinted, but I also buy things where it's like been worn once to a party or to a wedding and they have no intention. I think with this social media culture, people often wear something once and don't want to be photographed in it again and so there's the opportunity to buy something that's in practically perfect condition but is a fraction of the price that you would pay in the shops and I found using sites like this I know there's Depop and many others you can save so much money Um, and I also think it's like a mindset as well like for a few years now we haven't really done Christmas presents because we're like my family is kind of like we've we've got everything we need let's go to the theatre let's go for a really lovely dinner let's plan a weekend away instead and so I think it's also about you don't have to have as many things as I feel like um retailers would want you to believe that you need and must have but Mm. actually like thinking okay let's have an experience together instead um but in regards to shopping I would definitely say anything you see in the shops now 10 weeks later will be on vintage for about 40 50 percent of the price whoa we're getting some real tips today (laughs) (laughs) absolutely so sometimes I'll see something take a picture of it and write down the name and I'm like okay I'll, I'll just save that on Vinted and it will be there like two months later. Is so... that with fasting and prayer that that's coming Shakira? <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that I fast and pray for these things because there's too many things that I want <laughs> but it, and you get such a buzz at the bargain and I'm like great you don't want it it's just going to sit in your wardrobe for ages I do want it and often I'll then sell it after a few months as well and so I try not to actually spend any money but instead sell enough that when I'm buying it's just the the money I already have on vintage so then it feels like I'm it's a zero it's a zero spend cycle which feels really really good that definitely sounds like girl math but (laughs) we'll we'll go with that I I also feel like I'm going to take back my um my fight for the title now you are definitely the queen of thrifting and ebay and vintage you can have it shakira thank, take it thank you definitely support that um annika i just was when i was looking at your website earlier i, was, I, I just wanted to kind of congratulate you on what you're doing in terms of the support for specific causes with every sale of your every piece of jewelry that you sell and um, so i wonder if you could just kind of explain a bit about what purchasing something from you from recognize actually then results in because it's not just the jewelry that the person gets it's something what there's more to that yeah thanks for asking me that um yeah so recognize is a social impact brand and we help people to feel seen valued and recognize when they need it most so our jewelry as you mentioned Tola um is a social impact jewelry line and so how it works is you pick a jewelry base which is either 
a bangle or necklace. We now do earrings as well, which I'm wearing. Um, and then you pick what's called a statement pop-on. And all of our pop-ons are pendants for listeners. You can go and look at our website, www.recognizedstore.com and look at them. Um, and all the pop-ons support different causes. And 100% of the profits from every pop-on are donated to um, our charity partners and our projects of recognition that we do across the UK. So the causes range from mental health to cancer, motherhood, racial equality, um, you know, all causes that we need to feel seen in and help other people feel seen in, which is why they make super meaningful gifts. So they all come with beautiful gift boxes and in the pouches you have your pop-on and you get a little card that says um, you've been recognized, this is the pop-on that you've that's been chosen for you, this is what it means, this is where the money's been donated. Um, and yeah, the project, for the first time ever, this Christmas, which I'm really excited to kind of share more publicly, we've launched the Recognised Foundation, which is... Oh, now- that's incredible, Annika. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, it's been a year a year and a bit in the making. Um, charity Commission takes a while, but we're now a UK-registered charity in England and Wales, um, as well as a limited company. And so now all of the money um, from the sales of pop-ons is donated to the Recognised Foundation, which is then um, given to eight different projects, some of which we run... Um, in collaboration with partners some of them are our own projects but they're everything from we're now doing like dinner clubs for people experiencing loneliness to come and connect around that we do well-being workshops for families going through cancer um we do like ward talking of black friday fashion we do a partnership with peter jones john lewis where survivors of human trafficking get an afternoon um of personal styling it's called wardrobe renewal and it really really boosts their confidence as they're kind of getting back into work and back into um society so you get to yeah have a really big impact (laughs) um yeah recognize and you now get to pick the project that you want to support as well so you actually get an envelope a special we call it a recognition card with every purchase and you can um scan a little qr code enter your order number and then you can pick one of our eight projects to support um, and yeah, not only do you just get to support that project, you also get to give recognition to the person that you're giving it to, who honestly, the stories that we receive from people who are buying the Dove because they've got a family member really struggling with their mental health, or they buy one of our alphabet letters because they've lost someone um, in their family to cancer, and all of our alphabet ranges is, is so you wear someone's initial that means something to you um so yeah it's really it I hate this phrase because it is so cheesy (laughs) but it really is gifts that give back (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like it it sounds like a real a real beautiful way of kind of yes you're giving something but there's a feel good kind of after effect from from that gift knowing Mm -hmm. that you're sowing a seed into someone's life um, which has ripple effect into the foundation or the cause that you're then helping to support so thanks for sharing that, Annika. And can you just let people know the name of your website again so they can go and have a look? Yeah, so it's recognizedstore.com. Um, so it's recognized with a D, the English version, recognizedstore.com. Thanks so much. And also just thank you, all of you, Shakira, Alex, Annika, for contributing to the conversation today about Black Friday. Um, I haven't decided whether I'll be shopping on Black Friday or not yet, but I have got some things um, lined up and I'll definitely be checking out Recognise because I definitely support the causes that Annika's mentioned. 
All right. So this next section is um, where we answer a question that a reader or listener sent in about sex and relationships. And just for people listening, Shakira, Annika and Alex have not heard this question before, so they're going to come in completely blind to help support this this reader. Um, this section of the website is called Great Sexpectations, um, and I'm just going to read out the question, and then we will try and help the person that has sent it in. So the question is, I was sexually active before I became a believer. Remembering it makes me feel a great deal of shame. How do I overcome this? And the, I was about to say letter, email, showing my age now, the email that came in to us is, Hi, Women Alive, I've recently come back to faith. I was at a Church of England school and was christened, but I didn't get the whole Christian thing. I'm now 36 and have committed my life to Jesus. I'm so happy with my choice and the way my life is headed. But for the last 20 years, I've not been living in a very Christian way. I wouldn't say I slept around, but I was sexually active with boyfriends and people that I was seeing. Now I just feel a horrific shame. I don't know how to handle it. Can you help? So there's a lot we don't know in this um, in this question, but from what uh, she has said, do any of you have any anything to help support her? Well, the verse that immediately came into my mind is um, where... I'm actually not exactly sure where it is in the Bible, but it says as far as the east is from the west, that's how far he's moved your trans- our transgressions from us. Um, yeah. And I think that is the point of our salvation, isn't it? And, you know, we, yeah, we've been brought into forgiveness and freedom. and But equally, I think we can put too much emphasis sometimes on the church, on on those things that we hold so dear and we think is like a massive deal um but god just wants our hearts and um yeah i remember when i so i grew up in a christian family and i um kind of re-came back to my faith uh in my early like late teens early 20s and i'd had like a bit of a gap (laughs) where you could say i wasn't living in like the most christian way if you like and it's so funny because like when you then start to come back, the reality is, is it's already been done, it's already been paid, you've already been forgiven. But we like to hold, we chain ourselves down, we hold ourselves down, I think, um, for so much longer than when it's already been, it's already been forgiven, it's already been done. Um, and I guess, yeah, the, the, the truth is that, that you're loved. And um, I'm not sure if that's a really helpful answer. But. Yeah, it is. And I think you're right that the scripture that you mentioned is um, in Psalm 103, verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And it's a good point that it's always like we don't listen to God. Like we we read these things and we're like, yeah, sure, sure. But we still feel bad. What do we do about it? Um, Shakira or Alex, do you have any anything to speak into on this? Yeah, I think listening to it, I, again, I, I was thinking of, first john 1 9 um where it says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just and will forgive us us oh, let me read that again <laughs> if we confess our sins he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness and when i think of being purified you're coming out sparkling 
Like mm. God doesn't, isn't holding on to those things anymore. And I think just as Annika was saying, sometimes we can be like, but really, like, is your, is your grace really enough to get this off? Did you would really die for all of this? And we can measure our own sin, but, but scripturally it's like, you've been purified. Like that's done. You're a new creation. You're a new woman. And so I would like really just encourage her to like take on those scriptures of being new, being purified mm. and and really meditating on that because I think otherwise it's it's natural and I think it's really easy to to feel good but then we don't get that gift that God's offering us and that's grace and that's forgiveness um of our sins and so don't don't lose that gift because it's so beautiful. Yeah, I could add to that and just say that, um, I mean, there's a lot of guilt that can come from, you know, the rights and wrongs of faith. And I think the the real game changer for me has been to, I mean, remember again that um, we're in a relationship with Jesus. It's a friendship, you know, and when we when we're connecting with God, we're connecting with a person. We're not connecting with a set of laws, actually. <laughs> and um, I think that really changes that really changes things when we feel weighed down by things that we regret and that we feel remorseful about. And I think also God can redeem and use every experience. And, you know, our stories are our stories and he can take those stories, the things that we regret and wish we'd done differently, and he can make them into something new and can actually use them to, um, you know, speak to other people's lives and, and, um, you know, build, build something new. So I think, I think nothing, nothing is wasted and that time is not wasted. And we're, we're connecting with a person in Jesus. Thanks, everyone. I definitely feel like there's a lot of grace in your answers towards this, this reader or this listener. And I think that's something that's really important to have, actually, is, is just the grace. And also that we allow ourselves to receive God's grace and not beat ourselves up, because that almost then discounts what Jesus has offered us. I hope that helps. Um, if this is you, if you're listening, I hope that has helped. And also help, I hope it has helped if you are listening and did not send that question in but feel similarly about that or something else going on in your life once again I want to thank you Annika thanks to you Alex thanks Shakira for being part of this really uh, important but also fun conversations today um and we want to hear from you as well when you're if you are participating in Black Friday let us know email us at womanalive at premier.org.uk um However you're listening to this podcast, please save, share and subscribe. You can read the article we discussed today at womanalive.co.uk and search for Black Friday. And if there's a conversation you want to hear on the podcast, or if you have a question about sex and relationships for our great sex expectation series, you can email me at womanalive at premier.org.uk. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Join me next time where I'll be speaking with three more incredible women about real life and real things. For more inspiring conversations, articles and opinions, head to womanalive.co.uk. Woman Alive. Real women, real lives, real faith.